previously on My Best Friend's Journal. I was just saying how I wanted a cruise earlier in the day. This is a saga. I was so, so stressed out that the rug was going to get pulled out from under me because I wanted it so, so badly. I'm getting so neurotic. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Wonder why I didn't write about it. It was, like, so embarrassing. Maybe early on you were like, I can't put that in writing. You keep speaking in platitudes about sex that are just wrong. I'm worried you don't know how to do it. How does it work? (laughs) We are going to get a whole plethora of new characters, important characters, and... Um, I promise better sex is coming. Oh, great. <laughs> great. Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred, I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal, let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Very well. Music from the Shmeem Tallywacker. <laughs> hey, Mike. Did you record that? <laughs> sure did. Hey, welcome back. Um, <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. Happy birthday. Thank you. I just turned 30. Woo! My life can begin. It's my new favorite thing to start recording when you don't know where it's <laughs> You put a mic in front of this guy and he can't, he can't help but just to sing and play. Mm. It's, it's just fun. Listen just fun. to himself. I do love that. Almost there's a mirror in front of us as well. And I'm not listening to myself. I'm looking at myself. I'm a, I'm a real treat. Uh, How's 30 treating you so far? It's great. I had a wonderful party um, and Cam was there and we had a great time and I just really enjoyed myself. My sister got me wasted as per usual and it was a beautiful day. Yeah. It was the first time we were in the first or first time we were in the same place in a long time. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. Uh, we've been all over the place. I was in uh, New York recently. I saw uh, my friend debut as Alpha Bone Wicked, which is super cool. You sure did. How was it? So amazing. Just one of those uh, weird, like, surreal moments to see. Like, we used to sing these songs in the car and then just watching her do it on stage. Oh, that's, that's so cool. Yeah, that's so fun. Very fun. And then also, it was good timing. If you're going to fly across the country, get a few uh, events in. I also had a bachelorette party, <laughs> which I know. Token. To- literal token <laughs> gay. It was a big joke. Like, that's that's a full trope, right? Like, the, the gay guy at the bachelorette party. Yeah, and where was it? Uh, Lake George. Rural, anti-gay Lake George. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's New York still, at least. Upstate New York is so different than New York City, though. It's like you can feel the hatred. <laughs> the country. <laughs> yeah, we were at some, like, dive bar, and it was just um, straight out of Schitt's Creek. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, were you wearing, like, a, a you know, like a... I don't know, a penis balloon penis or something? Balloon. No, but I did have, um, we had shirts, all the girls got shirts that said Bride Tribe, and like, I'm not going to not be a part of that, so I had it as well. Bride Tribe wasn't the problem so much as like the low-cut, shoulderless uh, look. <laughs> I looked, was it like a, like a peekaboo top? With the, was your shoulder a peekaboo top? top. I don't know, I was just like really showing a lot of shoulder and hairy chest. It was super cute. <laughs> uh, I want to not gloss over Bride Tribe, that's... 
I mean, it's not great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you're going to be a token gay at an event like this, you really just got to lean into it, you know? But, That's true. Uh, while I was uh, gallivanting in rural New York, what were you doing? I was in rural New Mexico. Oh, great. <laughs> not, not the whole time, but... Uh, yeah, I uh, I just took a road trip over. We just we just got through Memorial Day weekend, and so um, I took a road trip as a favor. I was by myself. I was driving a car for a family member across the country from Los Angeles to the Midwest. You're a good family member. I, uh, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, um, it was it was fine. Honestly, I don't mind a road trip usually, but um, I took the southern route from Los Angeles to the Midwest, mm-hmm. and I ended up through a lot of rural Arizona and New Mexico, Sounds which are pretty accepting. You know, <laughs> it's, it's pretty deep red country there. Oh. I felt pretty conspicuous. Um, there was one moment where I was in uh, really rural New Mexico and I was so hungry. And my guilty pleasure road trip food is Taco Bell. Love oh, yeah. it so much. Um, and I I pulled off this exit and into this uh, this Taco Bell. And I don't even know what town it was, but it was population like probably 3,000. And I walked in and I have never felt more conspicuous. I mean... Just like you felt real gay and like you were wearing a rainbow flag. Exactly. And I... I I don't know if it was the fact that I like I tattoos and a nose ring. I don't know if it was the fact that there was, I just wasn't a member of that town, and so everyone's like, "Well, who the hell are you? Why are you tattoos here?" Tattoos aren't like a notoriously gay thing. I don't. Yeah. No. Just, it, I, maybe you just felt out of place, like you felt gay in a very red. Area. I, I I did. I did. Yeah. But I I felt I felt very conspicuously gay, and uh, it was one of those situations where I mean, no one did anything outright to make me feel unsafe, but every eye was on me the entire time I was there. I mean, I, I was glancing around and people were just unabashedly staring. Um, and I think it was probably about three minutes from when the tray hit my table to when uh, I left the door. I mean, I, I ate so fast <laughs> and just peeled out of town. I was like, got to get to a city. Um, but you had to stop again real soon after downing some Taco Bell real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made it. I made it into beautiful Albuquerque. Um, it's scary, though. Like, you can... Yeah, I mean... Uh, you know, there's that kind of, it's that moment where all the internalized homophobia that you were, that's kind of bred into you, um, as a, as a, a gay person, um, it, it really comes to the surface. I can't, I can't speak to everyone's experience, but to mine, I mean, growing up in, in very conservative Midwest country, there's a lot of that, you know, that, um, I don't feel living in Los Angeles. I don't feel when I'm traveling in cities or even around the world, most of the places, but there are some places, uh, like you know, deep red states mm-hmm. where uh, I, I feel like there is a rainbow target on my back. Yeah, it's, I mean, you just hear horror stories all the time. And I mean, we are kind of at the top of the privilege chain as far as the queer community goes, but you still like, yeah, you it's never like feel cis safe. white men. Yeah. 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 I mean, that we are able to walk through society most of the time without people really knowing. But I mean, both of us, I'm sure, have had that experience of just walking along thinking that you're not being conspicuous anyway and someone screams fag out of a car. Oh, window. yeah. It's a thing. Drive by faggings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's laugh about it. It makes you feel awful and terribly unsafe, but it has happened. Yeah, I've had, I was in Williamsburg, Virginia was the first one I really remember. Oh, my God. I was also drive-by fagged in Williamsburg, Virginia. <laughs> Williamsburg, Virginia. Get your shit together. <laughs> Those Confederate flags, like, what do we expect? Yeah, well, um, that's true, yeah. I, yeah, I just, like, car, just cut right across the highway and rolled down its window to scream fag at me, like, really went out of the way to say it, and it's just, I, I joke about it. I'm like, thank you so much. Have a great day. But, like, <laughs> in, in reality, it's very scary, and you, like, you, you joke about it in stories to, like, get through it and feel better about it, but, like, you... In those moments, I was actually scared. I had to, like, get inside and run away. Like, I, you, yeah. you feel like you don't know what could happen when you're seeing a Confederate flag and someone yells fag. I'm like, am I going to be tied to this truck? And so there's that thing where, you know, you weren't doing anything to be 
you know, overtly gay other than just being yourself. Um, not that there was anything wrong if you were, you know, but... But, there, yeah, but for your safety, uh, sometimes you do. Yeah, you know? I, I just have to imagine there are, like, any number of straight men who have been, like, inadvertently, <laughs> like, called a fag by a passing car because people are, I mean, just indiscriminately screaming at people walking down the street. It's so <laughs> awful and so random. I don't so know. I guess they were lucky with us that they actually got fags. <laughs> yeah, <I am. laughs> That's right. I'll suck your dick, but next time you may not be so lucky. There was one time, I am not a violent person. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, the receipts. Oh, I would have punched you right in the dick. I could just choke the 23-year-old to this day. I still threaten to fist those I love. And back to you, Cam. But the closest I've ever gotten in my entire life to getting in a true fist fight was in Chicago. Um, if you've ever been to Chicago, uh, or if you've never been to Chicago, Boys Town there is like the biggest gayborhood in the Midwest. It's, it's called Boys great, Town. Yeah, it's called Boys Town. There's like literally rainbow pillars lining the streets. It's it's great. Um, but it is right next to um, Wrigleyville, which is where Wrigley Field is. It's where you know the Cubs play, and so it's like this weird conglomeration of the like growy area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it, I mean it's streets of gay bars right up against the streets of sports bars. Um, and so this probably was inevitable that something like this would happen. But um, I was I I driven up from Indiana where I was going to college. I was just twenty one. I was like ready to go. You know, mm-hmm. shake my thing as they say. Taliwaka. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how that song goes at all. Just check that thing, Miss Taliwaka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, we'll look up those lyrics later. I'm, yeah, you're, you're right. That's not it. <laughs> um, but I, I rolled in Chicago. I was out, you know, with my boys, and we were having the greatest time. We were walking down this street in Boys Town, going from bar to bar. And this, the, the traffic wasn't even moving fast. It was like slow moving cars uh, on a busy street. And these guys rolled down their window. Um, these just stupid bros and screamed, faggot. And I was just so incensed. I was like in a safe place. I was surrounded by all gay people. Like, what's this guy going to do? And I just remember screaming like, do you know where you fucking are? And right? like, going towards his car and my friends grabbing me and being like, no, no, it's not how this ends. We're not gonna, like, not gonna just like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's any- that fight or flight thing. Uh, and I guess when you're enraged like that and you're in what feels like your comfort space the fight happens yeah i guess it helps that you know you feel like everyone on the street has your back but i uh speaking of fight or flight there's only one time i can recall feeling that kind of anger um that fight energy i was in brooklyn and um do you remember when like donkey punching was a thing (laughs) i don't think that means what you think it means wait no it was like a, a, a fad when people would uh Kids would like ride by on bikes and try and knock out people with one punch in the back of the head. It was a thing. People were doing it. Look it up. <laughs> that is not called donkey punching. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, wait. sorry. So you got punched in the back of the head. Please, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it you up. You look up donkey me. punch while I explain this stuff. I, I'm I'm sure I'm okay, right so about this, but I wanna I wanna be no, I wanna read it to you. I was not donkey punch then. I was just hit in the back of the head. I don't know what kind of punch we call that, um, but. I, and the kid on the bike didn't hit me hard enough, and so I was still conscious. Thank God. I laugh about it now, but that's fucking scary. Anyway, I chased him down the street, like, and I kept up with the bike, and some, like, a little crowd of people started chasing with me. They thought the guy had stolen something. And oh. Then, and well, then that was nice of them. It was so nice, but then when they found out he just punched me, they were like, oh, no big deal. Let it go. I was like, oh, cool. Uh, okay. My, that, uh, the, my family I was visiting after was like, <laughs> at the story. I'm this like, is so not okay. <laughs> I know. Why is that? Whatever. Anyway, uh, tell me about donkey punches, Cam. Yeah, okay. Um... <laughs> Uh, this isn't even Urban Dictionary. This is straight up Wikipedia. Um, donkey punch. 
<laughs> donkey punch is the sexual practice of inflicting blunt force trauma to the back of the head or lower back of the receiving partner during anal or vaginal sex as an attempt by the penetrating partner to induce involuntary tightening of internal or external anal sphincter muscles or vaginal passage of the receiving partner. Exactly. I was donkey punched. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what you just described. Okay. You know, um, I love to have slips of the tongue. Really, really quick though. Okay. What? First of all, don't go around saying donkey punch, but um, on the same Wikipedia entry, it's kind of hilarious because you and I both, one of the things we bond over and watch constantly when we're together is Jeopardy. And there's a, uh, there's randomly a Jeopardy situation here in that, um, it looks like someone accidentally guessed Donkey Punch as an answer <laughs> to a Jeopardy clue one time, and the clip went viral. Uh, man, I wish I would have seen that. That's amazing. Okay, uh, on this very aggressive uh, note, <laughs> should we get into the journal? We sure should. Let's see if there's any Donkey Punches awaiting us. I promise there are. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Classy bitch here. All right. April 1st, 2013. April Fool's Day. Remind us where we are, though. Uh, oh, am I? Um, I probably just finished plaid, and I'm now flying down to Florida to start my next thing. Uh, yeah, first line is flew to Florida. Oh, nice. So. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. Flew to Florida. Met some people whose names I forget right outside the studio. <laughs> Quite the impression these people made. Uh, wine bar with K, met J, still missing Christian and two girls. Okay, lots going on there. So I'm just starting this new contract. K is this uh, older man. He was like 50. He's the only other singer there. Oh. And uh, I felt bad for him in hindsight. Now as my mature 30-year-old self. I went to this wine bar with him because I think he was like taking me out to like um, just see, see what he got, see what his only option of like friend is going to be for uh, the next nine months we're together. Sure. It wasn't we're like a friends. romantic thing. No, it was just no. like, let's go bond. Yeah, let's go check it out. And I like, he, this like 50 year old man who like loves nothing more than singing and drinking wine is stuck with my little crazy neurotic self. And like, oh, you probably would have gotten along if you met today. He would have been happy totally, for know, like a mature person to spend some time with. I, you just hope for someone you can bond with over that time. Instead, he was stuck with me. And I'm like, well, sorry. A <laughs> uh, nice guy though. But yeah, a lot of meeting a lot of randos at this point. It's, yeah. it's, it's a huge production Great. company. And There's like hundreds of little dancing boys all over. Some <laughs> of these people are going to be major players, so let's keep going. Um, April 2nd was the first day of rehearsal. They're still looking for a G2. That means another girl singer. Yeah, right? they just label all their um, singers with numbers. The person they're still looking for on that day becomes my um, life partner. <laughs> um, okay, April 3rd, just a few hours of rehearsals. Um, going well so far. L was happy with my work. Hope I can sing well on the solos so they aren't given away. Got a bike. <laughs> That's the saddest thing. Like, you don't sound good enough on this, so we're going to give your solos to other no, people. No, get ready for my, like, neuroses to really shine here. I So the only other singer is this guy, and, like, he was in The Lion King on Broadway for 10 years. He is Shit, this, seriously? Yeah, sultry, delicious R&B voice. Like, he is just oh, wow. one of the most buttery, beautiful singers you'll this ever is hear. This we were just talking about? Yeah, to okay. this day, he's, like, one of the best singers I've ever heard. And, like... I'm fine, but my God, there was no comparison, and it was really, really hard to like. Uh, oh, because that's that's who I'm lined up against, and the, this director here, who I'm trying to impress, is like insane and so specific, and so uh, they, they've both been with this company forever. And I'm just like already an underdog, and like there's no way to live up to this promise. So like it just it gets worse. Just watch we, out. I mean, in a few short episodes, we already talked so much about like how 
you know, you're having actor doubt, you're having career doubt, all this right. kind of stuff. So I feel like that's going to be just detrimental. Oh my God, just get ready. <laughs> like, and so by giving them away, that's what him, like we, the director knew this other guy, Kay. And so we, he can sing anything. So basically it was like, I had to fight for any little sure. bit I wanted. Yeah. Otherwise it would all get given away to someone Unless else. Unless you just be a body on stage. Right. Um, got a bike. So a, congratulations. Why did you buy a bike when you're there for so little time? The rehearsal studios were a mile away from the housing and there was no other way to get there. Oh, and walk. You had to walk a mile. Yeah. So everyone got bikes. Made it Uphill both ways. Okay. Um, April 4th. It's like on a highway too, like under an underpass and shit. <laughs> X-ray with C in the AM. Why did you get an X-ray? Ridiculous. I don't... For some reason, they have to check the hearts of their 22-year-olds. Oh, it was um, like a TB test or something. I think I've just Isn't given us, like... your lungs? Don't they X-ray for your lungs? I'm not sure, but I've said this before, and I'll get made fun of for saying it again, but I'm always concerned about the fact that um, when they take X-rays, like, if they take a, a jaw X-ray for wisdom teeth, they put that lead, ch- that lead thing on your chest uh-huh. to make sure you don't get extra whatever. Uh-huh. So then, like... A, what's happening to my fucking brain when that's happening? And B, if uh, it's so dangerous, then why are we doing, like, unnecessary chest x-rays? No, there's a couple things wrong with your reasoning there. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, the radiation is, or the x-ray itself is targeted, so nothing is happening to your brain uh, while that's happening. And they put it on your chest because your head cavity is so close to your chest. And also, like, if they're doing an x-ray for a reason it's like a it's a, i mean it's a calculated risk it is a little bit of radiation exposure but that's okay but they put the the lead thing on there just so to limit any unnecessary exposure i'm also an anti-vaxxer <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen jenny mccarthy um great so you went and got an x-ray beautiful signed signed for payroll that's great mm-hmm. met christian oh i know christian i love him you don't know you, you do know a christian not that one. Oh. um so oh. Wait, does that explain why you crossed out the H in his name? <laughs> yeah, he's um, from Argentina. Oh. Uh, he was my roommate and um, fuck buddy for oh. a long time. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. We'll so, get there. Wait, so is it Christian? It's, wait, he's, Christ, not, he's not French. Christian. I don't know. How, that's okay, we're, let's call him Argentina because there's too many Christians and okay. I already know when I like him. So yep. Argentina it is. Uh, went to the gym. Met J and went S. Went to the gym. Hey. Fighting off some cold frowny face. On to the 5th of April. Learned the last part of a show. Your cold is getting worse. You hung with Argentina Ooh. and two other people. Yeah, that helps feed my uh, crazy like self-consciousness, too, because like the first time I'm singing for these people, I have like cold and scratchy throat and can't do my normal sure. stuff. So it, like, yeah. I already am well, just down and out. It's I mean, you're, you're speaking truth to power here. Uh, apprehensive about my sound is the last... <laughs> last uh, Always one step on ahead of you there. <laughs> You're remembering it right. Um, on the 6th of April, you told Argentina about 2010 slash 2009 Lou Square. Love Square. What is that? Um, B from episode one and a couple of the people that we may or may not have mentioned. Uh, and I had a really strange. Oh, wait. So by and this is like a love triangle with an extra person is what you mean by Love Square? Yep. Okay. You had capitalized a... L and S, so I was like, what the fuck is Love Square? I really can't remember all the details of that Love Square story, but I know it, like, obviously was haunting me for long enough that I'm bringing it up here years later. Like, my first heartbreak was, like, very, very messy, and it all, it was just a long story that ruled my life for a while. Well, you told him about it, and then your heart sank a little when he told you about him and some boy. Not oh, sure yeah. why just yet. Um, was it because you had a crush on this boy? Um, no. You know what? We... Obviously, I already told you we became fuck buddies, so we do, like, um, 
we had like a, uh, actually very good sex life, but um, oh, that good Argentinian D. Oh my god! But we didn't like it was never romantic, um, which was kind of a great situation to be in actually. But mm. the um, guy who was in my position on Argentina's previous contract, like the same part I was playing, mm-hmm. um, they were also like dating, and that guy was like perfect, like an amazing singer and a perfect dancer, and like I. Um, a couple people on the sh- ship I was doing had worked with him in the past, and so I was like being compared to this guy who was fucking perfect Jesus, in every way. It's like, like the perfect storm of like uh, just right? uh, confidence killers. Yeah, he was beautiful and like red body, and I just didn't have those things to offer, so I already like I was feeling so. Oh my um, god, you got hired! I just want to like call you at that time, and you're like, be like, you got hired for a reason. Like, <laughs> it's tough, but I, I it gets worse before it gets better, but it'll be fine. <laughs> Um, the next day on April 7th, you talked to Jay for a while. Oh, oh, yay. You met Michaela. She's great. Full cast. She's my, uh, she's my everything. Her and Christian. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I live with Michaela and Christian right now. We live together in New York. We've traveled the world together and our relationship started here. That is so lovely. I love that. I feel like that's a big day. You should just like highlight it and circle it. Um, Oh my god! The next day, I I could just throttle you. I'm really glad that this throttle is you. this is April eighth. If it's not B, it's A. These are two <laughs> guys. I'm using a lot of abbreviations. I'm sorry if that's getting confusing. The names don't matter. Just if yeah, if you're yeah. confused, like if it's not this it's guy, it's me. that guy. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all caps. Stop fucking comparing. I need to do me really well. I need to do me really well. Oh, that's what you were just saying. I was hired for a reason, and I'm trying to convince myself of that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Have... Sing and dance and have fun and do it my way. Great. I feel like I'm reading a Judy Bloom book. Dear Diary. Are you there, God? It's me. Faggot. You know, um, comparing is like the death of me. You ever do that? I feel like I... Do I ever do that? It's like the human condition. It, okay, I am constantly... Yeah. I'm much less jealous than I was when I was younger, but I still like compare myself and I still uh-huh. like feel like I can't match up to other people who I think I should be in the same kind of... Um, you know, playing field as. I feel like that is, you know, as a society, I am going to talk in like huge, you know, platitudes. sweeping platitudes here. Yeah. Um, as a society, though, even in the years since you wrote this, it's gotten so much worse because social media, like Instagram so is now, you know, like compare. it's so easy to compare yourself to people constantly. It is the detriment to creativity. It is the detriment to self-worth. Self-worth, that's hard to say. It is so dangerous to live your life in that place where you're always comparing it to other people because as soon as you give other people and their experience the power to to inform what you're doing. You're just, I mean, it, the, you're fighting a losing battle. There's totally. no way to live your life and constantly compare and feel any sort of happiness. Why, well, especially like, like... That's why I got off of... Well, it's not why, but it's one of the reasons like I got off of Facebook and Cam's don't... Cam's not on Facebook, so good luck stalking him. Um, yeah, it's just... Ew, it's... It, it's a no... It's, it's every Everyone is doing it is what I'm trying to say, and it's, uh, it's something that none of us should be doing. Right. It is a, a no win. It's no... For instance, the two names you just mentioned in there had no idea that I give a shit. They're not thinking about me. They don't care. We're not competing for anything. It's just in my own mind to like put myself down for no good reason. Yeah. Whew, and anyway, it's, uh, but it's a constant it, theme for me, just struggling with that. I love that, though. I mean, it's one of the things that's uh, valuable about looking back a few years later is, like, that is the – it is a detriment of young adulthood, I think. You know, especially when people are just kind of finding their way. You're early in your career. Yeah. It's hard to feel, like, just blindly confident. And so all you're going to do is look at other people and see where they are successful, where you're not, and, totally. and just put that on you. And it's just no good. We're not the same. Um, April 9th, still stressing, practicing dances, career <laughs> doubts, 
Girls are fun. Girls are fun. Girls are fun. <laughs> but girls, girls do just want to have fun. That's what I keep hearing. That's what Cindy told me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, parentheses upstairs. Were the girls only fun when they're upstairs? Like our uh, the girls' apartment was right above the boys' apartment, okay. or something like that. <laughs> girls are fun upstairs. Um, the next day, stressed in rehearsal, but definitely getting better. It won't be so bad. It's but, gonna get worse. Still, I promise. <laughs> it's getting better. Watch me crash and burn soon. Oh God! Is it here? Oh, oh no! Fuck. All right, go for this it. This makes me want to cry for you. Oh, fuck. Today, right. L, who's the, you just said was the director. Yeah. Today, L told me he was surprised I'm here because I'm so awkward to watch on stage. Mm. Real confidence killer. Working as hard as I can to fix it. If someone told me they were surprised I got that job while I was in rehearsal for something, I would cry and quit, I think. Yeah, you know what? Like, even hearing that now, I'm like, uh, most of the time I can look back at this journal and be like, oh, silly young me. But, like, that's someone else um, very blatantly telling me what they thought. And, like, that I'm embarrassed now to hear it. I still feel uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah. well, I, I just mean, got, like, goosebumps in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, ooh, fuck, <sighs> fuck that guy also. Like, that's really like that's mean and that's not what that's not how directors should be like you like you're not going to make people better by tearing them down he was um a bit of a neurotic man anyway but he like so he's such a perfectionist and he um he then so he tells me that and then we like go on to keep rehearsing and uh he's like trying to give me other notes i'm like i can't i'm not gonna be able to fix it i'm like crying trying to like sing some song like, yeah I, i'm i'm useless now you've ruined me uh-huh. like, see I you tomorrow to, yeah let me I'm, go away and uh-huh it was not helpful to say the least no that is awful note to anyone if you're ever a director and an actor or singer is not performing to the standard you want them to you're gonna make it worse if you tell them how did you get hired in the first place yeah. really shakes me up because i'm like he he told me he's probably the first to say it but like who else thought it and didn't say it it just really starts to shake your fucking sure head. yeah 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 oh god and it's so personal getting on stage in the first oh god gross. yeah I, and how am i gonna perform in front of everyone else when i know that the person in charge of making me look good has no faith in me yeah there's so much to talk about when it comes to vulnerability and like putting yourself out there and all that kind of stuff we can talk about it we can talk it to death and we probably will but that right there is like the anti-vulnerability it's just asking people to like crawl back in their shells honestly and, that's one of the lowest lows in here especially as a performer like it that felt so awful. Like, I want to cry now. That day, I know. That. I Honestly, I, I, and to anyone listening who's never been in that position, I mean, just think about when you're at your most vulnerable and someone saying, like, uh, I'm surprised you got here in the first place. Right. Um, and that is, that's that's mean. It's honestly just mean-spirited. Um, <laughs> bringing it up a little bit, April 12th. L apologized this morning. <laughs> he felt terrible. <laughs> well, that's good. He, does, he should have, damn it. Um, he really likes me and is, quote, going to work with me again and again. I'm glad he felt terrible because what a dick. But then C was fired. Horrifying for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this whole time I'm so neurotic about getting, remember earlier on I was saying like this opportunity was super cool and I hope it, the rug doesn't get pulled out from under me. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. One of our other singers um, got fired for the same director, like didn't like her stage presence or whatever. She had a great voice. She just kind of was a little, I don't know, boring to watch, I guess, but like you you hired these people like I don't know do flew her to Florida moved she, her to Florida yeah she packed up her life got rid of her apartment you like you really <clears throat> you're getting ready to go for almost a year she it oh. was she was a mess obviously and I'm sitting there like oh so anyone could be fired left or right this is my first two weeks here I went on to work for this company for a few more years and like realized things weren't as crazy as it, I just happened to be with this one guy who was it was yeah. just a lot but um shit man horrifying it, for me I mean that makes sense of course it's horrifying he did <laughs> He did apologize, and then he 
ended up like really liking my voice. And like I, I said, I was sick. And once I got better, he was like, oh, you're good. I thought you just it takes you a little while to warm up. I'm like, no, it takes me not having a oh, cool. raw throat and uh-huh. like, you know, ridiculous nerves from you breathing down my neck. Um, but he ended up, I have a redemption story. Like two years later, I was back in the studio and like, he was not my director and I didn't see him there. I was just like singing some song. And then after I had crushed it and I look over and he's like in the door looking at me and he just like gave me the head nod of approval, which was like everything. Uh-huh. I was like, yes, I fucking destroyed that. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> You're welcome. L. Um, he said no one else was leaving. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. I think he was talking to me. He was like, don't worry. Like I can see right. the you know the little well, also in your mind going i'm assuming that he came into the room and was like this person is no longer going to be in this cast don't worry everyone else i mean w- it's pretty much what happened the yeah. worst thing for everyone's confidence is like y'all better be great because i'm firing people yeah, was, i'm stressed thinking about this whole i'm sweaty i, don't I like was it. i called you during this i was like i i think i'm gonna get fired i don't know like and i've packed up my life to be here too like it's it, you commit a lot when you do these kind of things and that's just one layer of the many of, you know, um, feeling unstable in this kind of position. Yeah. Um, oh, an asterisk on the 13th. Missed a few days, so I'm catching up. So this is your memory again. Uh, ran show without G1. So nervous to do... G1 is the girl who was fired. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. We ran it without her because uh-huh. we didn't have her. Um, you were so nervous to do the show for L. You <laughs> gotta stop stressing. Saw yeah. Admission. Is that a movie? Yeah, whatever. Okay, bye. Uh, the 14th, Day Off. Pool with Jay and... Uh, I'm going to say ben. this name because I think it's Michaela. Is Layla Michaela? Yeah, she gets like 12 different names in this journal. Okay. She's Layla, Michaela, Mick, and there's lots of shit. I'm going to call her Michaela for the listeners. <laughs> All good. Um, you had a pool day. You did non- laundry. <laughs> you had a nice breakfast and relaxing day. What? She's going she's gonna to absolutely murder me for this story, but I have to tell it. Please do. <laughs> that pool day. <laughs> she. Um, so we all had to have these physicals, and Michaela came late, and so she had to do hers while she was like there. And uh, we're lying at the pool, that girl, Jess, and I. J, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you yell at me for using I do, names. but like, she's, I'm not going to like spill any beans on her. It's fine. And um, so we're lying at the pool, and Michaela uh, joins us after her physical. Doesn't say anything. Like, puts her towel out, lays down, just like gets herself comfy. And the first words out of her mouth was, um, at your physical, did they um, put their finger in your butt? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Um, Wait, hold on. I'm oh, I'm just trying to think. Like normally, that's a prostate thing for dudes. I don't know why they would do it to a girl. I Ooh, really you know need what? an explanation. Maybe I have that wrong. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna text her and get the facts before I make these grand um, accusations. Yeah, please make your text her immediately. <laughs> okay, I texted her, got a response immediately. She said, "Bah ha 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 ha." Just spread and looked. No fucking clue why. <laughs> Anyway, so we got right up in there. I and then I went into a, a gross um, miming of um, him like holding her thong in her mouth, <laughs> and then like kind of holding open her butt with both hands, and then just like fucking a little bit. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah, she really appreciated it. So didn't. they put oh god, but they did. Um, did they for you though? Um, I got mine done by my own doctor. Okay. Which they didn't, but they. At, like, the place where you do it, if you do it um, with the company, they do. Okay. For everyone, and it's... um, Last time it happened to me, giving everyone way too much here. Last time, my last contract, I had this done at the company, Uh and the doctor so aggressively fingered me. Oh, my God. 
and I had hemorrhoids for like five weeks after it. Oh my god! Yeah, I had never had one in my life, and I got it from that. You can get a, hang- a hemorrhoid from aggressive fingering from just like two like anal trauma. Yeah, literally. That's what oh happened. my god! Uh, Are you sure it wasn't a fissure? Because a hemorrhoid is actually is usually from straining too hard. Let's talk butt health <laughs> real quick. We always do. Um, <laughs> no, also, a hemorrhoid like, is like literally. Uh, it's a, do you know what it is? It's yeah, like a it's little like the, bit of a the vein yeah, that yeah. pops out. Yeah. Um, so gross. Sorry, anyone. She put like a gallon of lube on my ass and then like, <laughs> and then like aggressively, aggressively like swirled it around to feel for whatever and pulls it out and then and then was like, okay, you're good. And I was like. Can I have, like, a paper towel or something? I'm, like, a dripping lube. <laughs> she, like, rips off, like, a half-dirty paper towel. I was like, there you go. I'm like, okay. So it was probably a combination of, like, my ass just, like, sitting with lube on the ride home and her oh aggressive fingering and shit. God. <laughs> she needs to work on that. My doctor's so good at it. He's just, like, so... fingering you? Yeah. <laughs> to, to gay? Yes. But he knows mm. his way around a butthole is all I'm saying. And not in like a not in a gross, not in an inappropriate doctor way, but like in a like a he is gentle and when something has to go up there, it's it's not bad. Yeah, it um she was not. Uh, oh my so god. It was a gallon of lube and an aggressive finger. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Michael Wessel story. <laughs> oh god. Oh fuck. Okay, um April fifteenth, uh final voices run. Until voices was a fully a cappella four part show i get, oh, keep getting stuck doing all these very difficult shows that i'm doing with l that director so it yeah no kidding and his perfect pitch okay uh, well this is the final run until you got the replacement girl um so nervous messed stuff up and was mad at myself but l said don't be he's like making up for lost time yeah not he for later, lost time like, but for sins of the past i don't um obviously now at this point i'm like i don't believe anything he says now i feel like he's just like trying to butter me up because he felt bad and at one point I said something like that. He's like, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I think you're really good. This is great. But now I I got that expression from him. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. You got that from him? I like never used it until I heard him oh, say right. it. And then I... <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to ruin something for you. He <laughs> didn't make that up. Um, Jay came yesterday. Is she the new G1? Yes. And um, she is double the age of the old one. So you, I think they were going for like a more mature vibe for that. To um, play opposite the 50-year-old man? Yeah. Great. Um, which I get. But this woman was like heinously worse than the first woman she was the first woman was a great singer um just like not a great personality this one i guess they were going for personality because she was like pretty pretty good on stage like she's a good presence but man she couldn't hold a tune in a bucket and i just told you we did a fully acapella show and that is a real challenge when when she's the lead yeah it was awful she really had a hard time singing i the, the stories you tell about these awful people getting hired and then, like, fine people getting fired, it's just, like, it It makes me wonder why anyone is ever in this business because this it's, like... I'm nuts. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so demeaning and just, like, uh, uh, it just tear you right down. Um, she told me that Elle said, I have no reason to worry about leaving. Anxious for dancing. Yeah, this lady was, like, friends with Elle, that director, so uh-huh. that's how she got this gig. Um, and you, you're just like, hi, my name's Mike. Um, I am worried about getting fired. Could you do some digging for me? Day one? You know I wear everything on my sleeve. Like, I, I'm talking to her five minutes. I'm like, okay, so here's the dish. Um, <laughs> I may be leaving soon. Could you find out? <laughs> you poor anxious baby. Oh, my God. You were worried for Danzara dancing. Danzare is, um, was the... 
a ballroom dance show we're going to learn next. Oh, my God. Right? Fucking kill me. You did a four-part acapella show on a cruise ship. Followed by a ballroom dance show. (laughs) I don't know why they hired you for this contract. Uh, I mean, I do for the singing version. You guys, Mike has an amazing voice. I I actually, no, I need to say that because you have talked to, like, so much recently, recently in these past few pages about being so anxious about it. You have an amazing voice. You should be hired for everything. Like, that is, there's no outside looking in. There's no question why you were hired for this. Thank um, you. I know what it's like to be vulnerable around other people. I'll say it again. But, um, and, and like, I, I get why you're anxious, but, like, there's... You know, there's no reason that you shouldn't, you can sing with the best of them. But so. that being said, next up was a dance show, and that, that you can't defend for me. We're just, I don't dance, and that's just how it is. Well, on, you were feeling cocky as shit on April 17th. <laughs> Danzare is easy so far. Danzare. I want to punch whoever named that right in the throat. <laughs> I'll find uh, it for you. M and S are so sweet and even said, good job, Michael. God. Trying to take notes and adjustments, not nearly as stressed. It is a full roller coaster of emotions. Um, I, I think the whole M and S are, um, just new directors. So the show was uh, technically more difficult dancing for sure, but the directors were just like chill and not being assholes. They're like, great job. You're fine. Like, you hired you as a singer. You're all good. Don't worry. Whereas the other guy was like, you better be the world's best. And so when I, <laughs> whatever. Um, so I think the confidence literally was just coming from people being kinder. That's good. I'm, I'm glad that people were being kinder. And also, yeah. note to everyone, <laughs> kindness matters. Oh my God. <laughs> um, Okay, learned Fosse. You did a Fosse show? Uh, there was a Fosse number in that show. Oh, okay. Learned Fosse and cleaned. Not so bad. Um, Argentina keeps joking about loving sex. Subtle. Joking. You know, um, he's like... Honestly, I barely tolerated him as a human sometimes, but it was just very good sex is all. And you haven't yet to this point on April 18th. Yeah, I'm pretty sure our, the entrance that we'll see of um, our don't, sex capacity is pretty... Entrance. <laughs> entrance. It's a pretty aggressive entry. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to the finger. <laughs> Keep reading. Okay. Um, okay, I... Uh, I just must know what this means. Last line on April 18th after... Okay, I'm just going to read this in order because it is baffling to me. Argentina keeps joking about loving sex. Skip a line. Getting closer to God. What? It says getting closer to God. What does that mean? Maybe God is like a... Like code God or something? God is the construct. Time no. is a flat circle. What? I feel, like, I feel like I would be using that as a code to like in case... So, again, remember how I didn't write about Didi in the previous episode? Because I, like, I was afraid of... Uh-huh. Maybe I was... I don't... I really don't know. I'm making something up here. I have no idea what that means because anybody who knows me has known I've never really had religion. So I don't know what that is. I'm so confused. Getting closer to God. Is there any God, other okay. context there? Do you no. Anything else? I'm putting a pin in that because we... Uh, it, it, that concerns me. <laughs> yeah. It concerns me too. If this turns into getting religious, I'm quitting. Um, <laughs> April 19th. Learned sing, sing, sing. Argentina, a bunch of other people say I'm doing well. Thank God. Underline God. Maybe that's the God you're getting closer to. Are, are you getting religious here? No way. Um, hope to keep improving. I love this job. Jesus Christ, Mike. I know. Move on. God. Um, God. Asterisk. No physical aggression with Argentina. What? I'm very confused. Um, I'm assuming that means we were, like, probably already flirting, and I was like, don't do that, because you'll be roommates for eight months, and you don't want to get involved. Uh-huh. Like a warning to myself. Um, okay. I am going to try to get through this next entry. It is scrunched and sloppy. <laughs> all right. Ran first half of Danzare and voices. Messed up all the same voices things. 
messed all the same voices things up. I can read. M said it was great to see me have fun on stage. Don't know if he was warned about me from L or... <laughs> all right, and the last day, uh, April 21st. Day off. Oh, sorry, screamed. Day off. Lay day off. Me said that, me said that, me said Oh, my God. Didn't you say Tallywalker earlier? Isn't it? Isn't that in that song? Come, Mr. Tally... Tally man. <laughs> Come, Mr. Tallywalker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just going to work Tallywalker into every episode of... Or every, every episode. Every song, if possible. Jesus. Uh, well, I'm glad we brought that full circle. Day off. Laid out with groceries with... Groceries with someone's car, drank rum and coke. Classy. Beautiful. So classy. Uh, all right. I was going to stop at the end of April 21st, but I feel like we need to end on a better story because it's just rehearsal and meeting people. So we're going to yeah, find something. Crazy um, ass being depressed. Yeah. Um, the 22nd, uh, more barroom dancing. It's not terrible, but oh. I have such a hard time looking normal when I move. Oh, my God. <laughs> Must practice hard. Refuse to not fulfill this contract. Um. The next day, nice of Jay to bring me his stuff. Said no to a date with a guy. Felt bad, but I know I'm not interested. Um, talked about Argentina being attracted to colors and not physicality. What? Oh. Sometimes your journey and sometimes... What? What does that mean? Read journey. this last line. I'm handing the journal over because I can't make sense of that. Uh... Um, I think I quoted him saying something that I don't remember now. I was like, oh. surely I'll remember this. Uh-huh. Fucking idiot. Um, Being attracted to colors and not physicality? He, he's a weirdo. He was like a... He was like... I, like auras? Or like yeah, the color of your skin? I was going to do a bad Argentinian accent. He used to get really offended. And we <laughs> Great. So do it here by all means. No, he learned um, English on ships. Um, okay. It was a second language. So he like... But he he was almost fired from his first contract because he um, his English wasn't good enough and it's like a safety hazard on ships. Oh um, sure. And so, anyway, he's that was his self conscious thing. So like anytime anyone like said any like misunderstood him or whatever, it was a thing. So maybe I should avoid making fun. No, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've learned nothing. Um, Michael, I. Uh, <laughs> My God, he's going for it. All right, you've committed. Do it. Uh, I am a, I'm, a, I'm just about to do French. I can't. I don't know what an Argentinian accent is anymore. I mean, your second language is... I mean, you grew up speaking Spanish. Can't I you did do... not grow up speaking... That is a blatantly wrong... My mom speaks Spanish, and I like I understand thought, it. I thought she taught you, but you've let it lapse. She, she never taught, which is the problem. So, like, I understand it. Oh. I can, like, hear... She used to talk... My whole family spoke in Spanish, okay. but, like, the kids didn't. So, we'd, like, learn to understand it, but we never... Oh, okay. Maybe it's because you understand it. I just kind of assumed that you grew up speaking it, but you just let it I speak, like, bit. okay, but, like, my vocab's missing, so I, mm-hmm. like, talk around to get to, like, also, a... gross overgeneralization. Like, you're... It's you're your second language. <laughs> also, your family's Cuban. Give me a beautiful Argentinian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, where were we going here? Anyway, yeah, he was a weirdo and just said that, like, it wasn't attractive. It wasn't physical stuff, which is bullshit. It was... Uh-huh. Um, anywho. Was he attracted to your color? Was White, he, yeah. Your brown eye? <laughs> Oh, wow, Kim. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I don't know what's wrong with me. We're on to April 24th. Okay, here we go. First time you've mentioned this word in this entire journal. Sex with Argentina. That's the first time I've mentioned it? Oh, because we, we've talked about we, anecdotes that are not in the journal. Yeah, because you wouldn't you wouldn't write about it. But just very, very uh, confidently wrote, sex with Argentina. Apparently he was attracted to your color. <laughs> Do tell. Okay, so without... 
getting too terribly graphic, I will say it was super, super hot. <laughs> um, it was in the middle of the day uh, on our couch in our living room, which we shared with someone else. So no. that's, actually, that's not very kind behavior of business. I know. You're an awful um, roommate. I really am. No, I'm, whatever. Um, it was, <laughs> don't have time to defend myself. I got a sex story to talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> so on the couch uh, was mostly just about me, <laughs> I'll say. Um, like uh, a uh, voyeur situation or uh, just he was very generous? Um, let's, I think I think the first one a little I, bit. Okay. <laughs> so you're putting on a show. Continue. Oh, my God. <laughs> so after the show's over, he... Um, <laughs> we all know how that one ends. <laughs> he uh, picked me up and, like, threw me in his room, and uh, we had a, a duet. <laughs> Okay, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> you trying to, like, keep so appropriate that people, like, don't have to blush while they're listening on the subway. Meanwhile, um, like, minutes ago, we said aggressive fingering with a gallon of lube. <laughs> um, okay, wait a second. So uh, is this a, a twofer for you? Was this a double feature, if you will? Did I come twice? Yeah. <laughs> I did, yes. Okay, good for you. Thank you. Not everyone can do that. That's a skill. It is. Um, it's a skill I rarely use, but... But well, I'm you're happy to be getting dates on this. <laughs> so my like... phone number is. <laughs> no, it was great. He like our whole our sex life was great. He really knew what he was doing. And, this is uh, your roommate on the ship. Yeah, and actually, like, I really kind of couldn't tolerate him as a human. In fact, at one point at the end of our contract, he was like, "I know you're gonna think I'm crazy because we hadn't been talking for like weeks." He's like, "But do you do you want to have sex?" And I was like. <sighs> Yes, but then I don't <laughs> want to hear from you afterward. <laughs> you just looked so annoyed and so convicted at the same time. Like I couldn't not. It was it was it was a fun time, but oh. I wanted no conversation before or after. Uh, well, I mean that's a, a a pretty universal thing. Is you know I feel like uh, you ask a lot of people who that who the best sex of their life has been, and a lot of the time it's not their partner. It's just like, no, I don't it's like some crazy person. It, it's a show where someone Sex like, in the City. Like you don't want to marry the best sex yeah, ever. You want Sex in the City. Yeah, the best sex of your life is in, is in prison now. You want. <laughs> <laughs> You, you want to have good, regular sex. Yeah. Best sex of your life is someone that you never, ever want to look in the eyes again. <laughs> anyway, so I had that time, and it was great, because we were, like, strapped together for nine months, so we really got to enjoy it. Strapped. Strapped. <laughs> I don't know why I chose that word. But, uh, uh, all well, right. Let's call it. I think uh, that's a good place to end. Yeah, absolutely. On a high note. On a... Well, I'm... Well, I'm okay. Uh, almost got a little more explicit. Don't need to. Uh, okay, so, Mike, if people want to find us online, where do they go? Uh, we're on... All the social media at MBFJ Podcast. Um, you know, that's Insta, Twitter, Facebook. And we have a website, mybestfriendsjournal.com. Yep. And uh, Gmail account is, what is it? Mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. Great. Uh, You're getting better at that. I am. I studied. Till next time, always remember, women don't need prostate exams. <laughs> that is sage advice. <laughs>